because why you know it's my life and i'm only going to be alive for as long as i'm going to be alive and then i'll die then i'll die forever and i'll never come back like why should they spend portions of that life living for other people when after i'm gone i'm gone so you get as people will get over it you know when you die people will be like oh she never got married they'll get over it no one will sit suffering for like years just because god never got married like if it's something that made me happy like it it was one yeah. woman who didn't contribute in society but with marriage one woman like actually two we're together now society won't break down just because two women decided that they not the marriage is not a priority and one woman might decide that children is not for her and not for her society won't die society will be fine hi shit talkers welcome to talk show with me And I am your spoiler, the shit talker. I mean, don't we all like talking shit anyways? <laughs> are you a creator? If so, you are in the right space. Talkshow with Pete is a place where we showcase and celebrate the talents, works and stories of creative minds from all walks of life, while also raising awareness for mental health through providing a supportive space to share their stories, insights and experiences. We will be discussing creative journeys, the high lows and the ways we manage our mental health through it all. Join us each week for inspiring conversations, useful resources and a community of like-minded creators as we dive into the minds of creative beings to explore their journeys, struggles and triumphs. So whether you are a seasoned creative or just starting out, Talk Show with Peace the podcast for you. Hey shit talkers. I have Golda back with me today. So today it's a different kind of episode because I'm not doing an interview. We are actually going to have a conversation. And um me and Golda lately, I think for the past one year or so, we've been talking about boundaries because we've been setting them finally. So we figured it was a nice conversation to have on my podcast. So Golda, what is boundaries to you? First of all, hi Golda, welcome to welcome back hey. to Talk Show with me. <laughs> hey, um thank you. Thank you for having me back, you know. Um since we st- you started this podcast, I think I was like your first or second guest. Yes, so it's, you there's were been so my... many years. Yeah. Yes, you were on my season one when I just started. You're one of the few people who were ready to jump in on this podcasting shit with me and you came and we talked about Miss Agani, right? Miss Miss Agani. Yeah. Oh my god. Yes, we had that conversation yeah. and it was a very a lot of I I had a, a lot of good feedback from that conversation. It was very powerful. I learned a lot. Uh until today I still play that um clip with the Australian um mm. was she? Yeah, cuz yeah, yeah, but she was very powerful that clip was very powerful like it still resonates until yeah. today but yes yeah, so welcome back we have evolved since season 1 <laughs> yeah the, lo- the really logo evolved. has changed i know there's video and there's yeah, a new logo yeah 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 there's a lot of good things have happened since then which is a good thing so it's amazing i know 
Right? I just came back from Port Vest and I was on a panel. So, oh my God, who thought mm. when I started this shit, that's where I'll be leading to. So, yeah. so God, good. Let's... I mean, hey. <laughs> it is. It was very exciting. Being on that stage made me realize, oh my God, I want to do more panels. Like, so my, my, mm-hmm. the, the goal for myself this year is to say yes to speaking opportunities. <laughs> That's good. That's good. And I can't wait to see you do more of them. Thank you very much. So, Gorda, um, as we were talking, boundaries, what is boundaries to you? And how has that recently been an important part in your life? What changed until you're like, fuck it, man, boundaries are important. <laughs> you know what? I don't think I have the... Okay. I don't know if this is the clinical definition of race, but I've actually been reading this book, which I completely recommend everyone reads. Um, by this author called uh, Nedra Nedra Tawab, and it's called Set Boundaries, Find Peace. And I've sort of been pro- procrastinating reading it because I knew if I do read it, it will hit me in the head with some truths that I don't want to face. Um, so I finally read it. So I don't exactly remember the definition, but I think what she mentioned in the book is that boundaries are expectations of how you want to be treated by other people. Like that's what I remember from the from that book. And I think that's how I'm taking it now too. That you know sometimes when you say boundaries, it sounds mean, it sounds harsh, it sounds like a wall, like any don't touch me. But I think it really is just communicating expectations that this is not okay, this is okay. Um that I don't like this, I like this. Or this is what I'll accept and this is what I don't accept. And these are the consequences of you doing this action to me. So how like what is triggered? I think for me, it's I kind of needed to set boundaries better with my loved one. You know, I, I think I was much better about setting boundaries with strangers. And I think a lot of people who talk to me would be very surprised if I tell them that I struggle with boundaries because you know, if they don't know me, I'm very much like, mm, like don't play with me, stay on that side. But once you become someone that I consider to be close, like my family or my friends or my love, you know, like someone I'm dating, then it's so much easy. It's, it was so difficult for me to say no or say what I needed to say to people who I care about because I would always feel guilty that I, I care about this person so much. I know if I tell them this, then they will feel bad or I can sacrifice myself so I can keep them happy or something like that, which at the end of the day, the more you do it, the more it's not healthy. Like at some point you become resentful because you are making these sacrifices and the other party is not doing the same for you because they are looking out for their interests. Then you become resentful and it's the, the whole relationship suffers. So I came to realize it's not sustainable for me to continue being this nice person, this really good friend, this really good daughter without having limits because I'm only human. And the older I get, the more, I think the older you get, the more people demand surprising. You know, when you're younger, no one expects anything. Yeah, like when you're when you're a teenager or when you're in early 20s, everybody's like, ah, she doesn't know what she's doing. It's fine, we'll let her slide. But now that you're older, you're getting into your 30s, even it's like you're a grown person, we have invested in you, we deserve this from you, or you can help me, I know your resources, I know you can help me. So comes, you get a lot more expectations you know, placed on you. So if you don't know what your limits are and you don't communicate them, you're going to drown. And I'm just trying to imagine, I don't have kids, I'm not married, but I can imagine if there are children involved and these children, you know, parasites, because they're not giving you anything from joy and, and you know, 
their existence. But at the end of the day, they're taking so much from you. So you also need to develop that muscle of saying, like, I can give you this, I can't give you this. And same thing with a partner, you know, Mshakubaliana. Okay, let me not because I know you have an international audience, but like you've already agreed that. What better way to make together. them learn Swahili? Yeah, but still, um, you know, you've already agreed to do this life thing, right? So this is like you're always going to be here. So it becomes even harder for you to start saying no because, you know, you've made this commitment and all that stuff. So I think it's 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 a necessity for life, you know, especially for people like us who in Tanzania, I think we we, especially women, are taught we are givers. We are givers, we are mothers, we are solution providers, we are strong women and you know, it's not healthy for you to continue being this mystical being who is always there for people because you're human. Like, there's nothing special about me versus, like, a man, you know? Like, they, we both have capacities. Like, they know things that I don't know and I know things that they don't know, but, like, I'm not a woman. I'm not a superhero who can do it all. So I also have to figure out how can I say no. Oh my God, I don't even know where to start because you touched on so many nuggets in there. First of all, I must say, uh, I met, I actually met Golda through Twitter. So I don't know how I went from being a stranger on Twitter to very close because I didn't see that part of boundaries because we kind of yeah. just keep from, hey, Twitter, and maybe it helped that we had so many common friends who we actually liked. You know, they sometimes having common friends and you're like, yeah, the common friends we have, I'm not so sure about her. But then when you have common mm. friends who are, most of them are so cool and in that in tune with you, you're like, oh, she's fucking cool. But um, yeah. in the saying no part, I know me and you, when we were together, thank God, she, she used to be my, 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 my support system, my body system. Like we would go to events together because sometimes some of those events I wanted to say no to. But again, mm. in that fearing of how people will take it, also oh, you don't want to hang out with us, also oh, you don't want to come celebrate, also oh, my accomplishment doesn't matter. Like there's always that little thing, so, so you can't come. All this. So I always just thank God I had God because God understood. You know you have friends, um, but sometimes they still misunderstand you because you are different from them because some people have that mentality or oh, you're supposed to act this way because you're a lady or because you're from here. And anybody who knows Paula, Paula acts how she fucking wants to act. So mm. I enjoyed being with Golda because she understood that and she also asked how she wants to act. So us together was, so I could only attend those events if Golda was coming with me because I'm like, at least I have a support system that I don't want to go there, but at least I'm going with somebody who I fucking want to hang out with. So I never saw that, but I understand that the part of saying no, especially in these friendships, we owed so much in each other. Oh, you didn't call me. Oh, you didn't. Like, it's such a, like, like, what's the word? Like, a must, like, Entitlement, I think. Entitlement, yeah. 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 Like they feel like they're entitled to your presence. They're entitled to you being there. They're entitled to the fact that it drains you. Because, first of all, that energy is not making me want to be there. So, no. And then the fear of you always have to look for an excuse. Oh, my auntie, auntie's daughter, auntie's cousin's cat died, so I can't come. But then, as I started growing up, like, I think thank God for COVID because COVID really made me take my mental health seriously. 
And in doing that work, I realized, fuck this shit. If I don't want to go, I'm not going. I don't even need to look for an excuse. Thank you for the invite, but sorry, I can't make it. Thank, and I don't feel, but yeah, in the beginning yeah. when you, you, when I used to say that, even if I would just not give an excuse, I would still feel that guilt. Even at work, calling out at work, mm. I would start making all these excuses. And I'm like, listen, they wouldn't care if I died tomorrow. They're going to replace me so soon. If my mental health doesn't, I just feel like for my mental health, I can make it work. And I don't feel bad about it. Like It is what it is. But it took yeah. me a while to understand how important those boundaries are and once you start making them how peaceful you get your life really gets peaceful these days people are like you know what yeah we don't when paula comes paula comes if she doesn't come she doesn't come there's no more that entitlement because i started setting those boundaries and i'm gonna check out this book called set boundaries find peace it really is that when you start setting boundaries yeah. you start getting peace because there's yeah. no more worrying about other people there's no more caring because your mental health matters. And if you care about your mental health, setting boundaries is number one, especially yeah. with families. Because also families, you said, once you get to a certain level, they feel like you owe them everything mm. because now you're that. But then they become so demanding. Like, okay, yeah. you're asking me for a favor for my, but you're so demanding that I don't even want to now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think it's, it's also cultural, I think. Any, I, I, you know, the sad thing is, a lot of us, we weren't taught how to set boundaries, you know. And I think in this book, when you read it, it's going to talk about how even as children, it's, and I can, I can share an example from my upbringing. You know, sometimes guests who come, they want you to do things, and you don't feel like doing them. But then your parents will be like, well, no, 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 you have to do it. You have to do it. Like someone will feel bad, and it kind of teaches you from a young age that there are some things where your opinion doesn't matter. You have to do them. Whether you're comfortable or not comfortable, you have to do it. And it doesn't create that muscle of speaking up for yourself because you are totally discouraged from speaking up. And then you become an adult and people expect you to just know how to set boundaries when your entire life, no one encouraged you or taught you to set boundaries. And also the environment that we grew up in for women, especially in Tanzania, you watch, um, we've watched our mothers, our aunties, the women around us kill themselves basically. They are working, they are cooking, they are being support systems at home. They're just working, 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 working all the time. So you don't really, we don't know a lot of examples of women who are like, you know, I can do this, this I can't do, you know, because it's expected that as a woman, you'll do everything. You'll be the perfect mother, you'll be the perfect, you know, manager, whatever it is your job is. You'll be the perfect friend, you'll be the perfect cook, you'll be the perfect everything. And even, even the ones who, fail are not saying it because they're they're admitting that i can't do it they're just like you know what i'm still suspiring like this is something that i will try to do better you know never to say you know what this is my limits this i can do well i can be a good mother and i can be a good wife i cannot be a good cook i cannot be a good daughter-in-law i cannot be whatever because these two things i can do these are things i can't do because it's not encouraged so there's a lot of cultural aspects as well like it's i've what you mentioned about feeling guilty I think there are certain relationships where boundaries will, will always make you feel guilty. I don't think they'll ever get to the point where me saying no to my parents or to my partner or some of my close friends will feel comfortable all the time. There'll be certain things that I can, I'll pull out of or I'll, I'll establish as a boundary or as an expectation that will make me feel uncomfortable. But that doesn't mean that I shouldn't do them. Like I shouldn't just set boundaries that make me feel comfortable. If it's necessary for me to speak up, 
I should, even if at the after effect of that is I'm gonna feel guilty. Guilt is just an emotion, you know. I if I don't set the boundary, the consequence is worse than me feeling guilty. And that's so true about culture, because um I'm very grateful my family raised me a little bit different. Um because yeah. I think they, they they did they did have that moment of making us do shit. But then they also realized they have two kids who are very opinionated, very hard-headed. Like, I swear, my mom tried so much to put me into dresses because, oh, going to church, you have to wear a dress. As a girl, you can't wear trousers. I grew up a tomboy. I was like, well, then I'm not going to church. Going to weddings, I didn't want to wear dresses. I wanted to wear, literally, my, my mom had to ask my dad. My dad would bribe me with money, of course. Then I would wear but I li- like I used to literally fight back to the extent that sometimes when um, they have guests or they're going to places, they'd be like, let's just not take Paula, just to avoid that. Because <laughs> we are not just going to tell her, do this, and she's going to do it. She's going to question it. She's going to ask you. And sometimes I forget who's on the table because if you're, mm-hmm. I'm just going. So I think that kind of helped me. But it, I still had a hard time because um, I wanted growing up i wanted to be liked so i was always a yes person you know yeah, yes yeah, i'll do yeah. this yes i'll do this but when it came to family oh i like uh we, we, we would have conversations like i would question it how about i might end up still doing it but uh it will be like a process where i've fought back i've questioned I've everything before i've actually went to do it like until my dad would be like you know what fuck it if you don't want to do it then I'll, I'll feel bad. I'll be like, oh, shit, you know, let me just fucking do it. But we would have already had. <laughs> but you know what? I think for you, what's interesting is what I'm, what I'm hearing is that you felt safe to be yourself in your family environment and not as safe in the external world where you felt no. like I have to do these things to be liked. But at home, you were felt like I can do whatever I want because I'm at home. I can do, I can be opinionated. Exactly. Exactly. I grew up in a very safe space. I'm very thankful for that. Like they allowed us to be ourselves. We are, there was no issue with that. But then on the outside world, because everybody had an idea. And and mind you, I'm this tiny short person. So it wasn't like most of my friends were this thin, tall, beautiful women, like, you know, and I hanged out a lot of, with guys, so when I was trying with guys, none of them gave a fuck when I was hanging out with boys. I didn't have to prove myself or show anything, but then anytime I had to make friends with girls, you know, kind of girls, it's a, it's a tough world to break into the friendship. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that, that was the difference of it, and then, um, to be honest, um, during 2020, like when, when I started learning about how to create boundaries and mm. it, funny enough, funny enough, um, it started with Matthew. <clears throat> mm. uh, me and Matthew have had a very weird relationship. Uh, <laughs> it still kind of is. Um, so in the process of finding how, how to balance our friendship, because going from people who are in love and soulmates and people who still and know each other, but want each other in their lives. Um, we had to learn to to establish boundaries. We broke them so much because it's so hard to to kind of filter it. But doing that with him made me start learning. Like fuck this, no, no, I don't want to do this. No, I'm not coming. No, I'm not. No, I'm not gonna answer my phone. No, I'm not gonna respond to a message just because you think I should. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not gonna be this person on social media because you think 
I shouldn't post this or I shouldn't share this. So all that, I will, I will have to say, Matthew kind of helped that, but it also made me realize um, even now getting into new relationships, whether it's um, just recently, um, this year I told my friends, I was like, this year we're going to take it serious and, and hold ourselves accountable. We can't be every year saying we want, um, we want new changes, we want to do better, but then we're not doing anything to make that shift. So we need to put the action into the words, right? So uh, we had uh, a meeting. The first one, um, three hours late, no call, no nothing. I had a conversation. She kind of didn't take it properly because of the way it came, but later when she understood it, then I planned another meeting. And I said, if you're running late or something, please reach out in that 30 minutes. Otherwise, don't show up. If you're mm. late 30 minutes, I haven't had. And then this person called literally two minutes to the 30 minutes. Like you're calling, let's say our meeting was at three o'clock. Then you're calling at 3.28. And then you're like, oh, it's 30 minutes. Can I still come? And then you're laughing. So to me, that was disrespect, right? She's my friend. Yeah. And literally, and, and um, so I told her, don't bother coming because until you, you're still not getting ready. Until you get ready, you come all this way. We will be done because time you know nobody yeah and later after i was finished with the meeting whatever i called her and she was like oh i thought you're mad at me i'm like listen as friends we are cool but when we're talking about business that was a business meeting we were coming to 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 discuss things i want you to take it serious like it would be you going to to a job interview or meeting somebody but i feel like sometimes when we are friends and we are doing working together we kind of take it like oh but she's my friend she'll understand no but we are doing business I'm like, if it was just a friend, chill out. You can come anytime. You can be late. I don't care. But this mm. is my time. And I've even asked you. And if you knew you were learning, learning late, you could have called five minutes, 15 minutes into time. You literally waited to that two minutes to call and you're laughing, making a joke about it. So let's start taking each other seriously. And I was like, I'm going to hold boundaries when it comes. If we are doing a business, treat me like a business person, like somebody who's actually the way you treat but don't take it and, and that's what friends we have especially with each other's businesses that we take it oh can I be a share a check you know like no yeah, yeah, yeah. but then you'll go spend so much money in somebody else's business who will even treat you worse but because they're famous or oh, it's a known brand my, my brand is also coming up so please this is my work so I'm learning to do those boundaries as well when it comes here and I'm like we we we, we have to stop doing that and I'm getting so yeah, much better. I like, I don't feel bad about doing that. I don't feel bad at all. I'm like, because at the end of the day, if you don't start speaking up or putting those boundaries, it's never going to stop because you are allowing yeah. people to treat you that way. Exactly. I hear you. My motto for 2023 is, okay, well, I have so many mottos, but one of them is truth over comfort. And I think it's mainly because of this. Like, it's it's my commitment to the truth over my commitment to be comfortable. Because sometimes we put up with things just because we are used to putting up with them, even if they don't make us happy, but they make us comfortable. Because it's so much harder to change than to commit to a better way of living. You know what I mean? Like, it's easier for someone to continue taking you, not taking you seriously. And it's easier for you to laugh about it and be like, ha, 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 you know? But it's harder to say the truth, which is this is disrespectful. I don't appreciate this. And I don't want to be treated like this because you don't know how that person is going to react. 
that person can be mad that person can decide to block you you know people people do what they do but then and and i think we also have as human beings a desire to be liked a desire to be loved the desire for community a desire for connection which is a valid desire i don't think you can ever get to a point where you don't want that anymore but then i think we need to be ready to lose certain connections or communities if they do not adhere to what we want because that means we're just encouraging connections that are not good for us in the long run you know you look back in your 40s and 50s and you wish you had been honest to these people from the beginning you know so so i you know, kudos to you for making the hard decision and doing the hard, hard thing telling this friend that yo i need to be respected about this because it's not easy especially if it's not for a long time and they're treating you like this because they kind of feel like they know you this is almost like reintroducing yourself and they're like wait okay who are you now i thought you'd be okay with this you know so it's 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 um it's a journey and even it really me, it's not i'm a, i'm 100% great at to be honest i'm still learning but um uh, the more i do it the better i get like another old friend my best friend and you know this person but i don't want to put people on blast <laughs> But, yeah. um um I had a conversation with her because we've been falling out and trying to 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 rebuild the friendship and um before new year's I actually texted um and I was like listen maybe we are not meant to be like sometimes some friendships just die not because we fought yeah. not, maybe the season because we have two separate lives right now everybody's doing yeah. something different and it just feels off She was like, no, I want to make it work. Let, let's work on it. I, I, I had to have that honest conversation. And I was like, um, you know, I don't like the way you talk to me. And I've mentioned it. She's like, oh, but I've always talked about this. I know you have mentioned it. I'm like, yeah, but I, I've been working on myself. So just because I entertained it all those times, but it's the reason why we always end up blasting on each other and shouting at each other and hanging up and then being mad because of that and now i'm telling you it needs to change and she's like but i've always been like that and you've always like this i'm like just because it was always been at that time i wasn't working on myself i didn't know but things have to change we are growing boundaries have to establish yes i might have liked you talking to me like that back then doesn't mean i, I like it right now just like when it comes in in, in relationships sex people yeah. change the desire all the time people change what they exactly. want all the time that's why communication is important so if i'm communicating it to you and you're not trying to accept it because that that's the thing people don't want to hear the things you say they just um there's this really statement that i like um are you listening to understand are you Are you what's the are you listening to understand or are you are you responding Oh my god are you listening to understand or listening to respond is that the Yes one? yes 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 because mm. most people listen ready to respond and when they respond because they, they when they're just ready to respond because they're already thinking of their response they're already picking the the negative things from what you're saying they're not hearing yeah. everything that you're saying the they're just he- yeah, yeah. yeah they're just hearing what they want to hear because they're already ready yeah. to respond before you even finish yeah. so i'm like yeah. are you hearing me because i'm saying this and I, and if you want us to work on this this is what we mm-hmm. have to work on but if you say yeah. oh i've always been like that it can change then clearly we can move forward because this is the root of our problem Exactly. I, exactly. I don't want every phone conversation to end I'm arguing with you and hanging up on each other. 
I want peace in my life these days. That's why I stay away from it. Like literally, and I'm always telling people, if I am the negative person in your life, by all means, and follow me, stop talking to me, do what's best yeah. for you. And I want to do that too. I unfollow so many people. I stopped hanging out with so many people. Not that I don't like them or we fought or anything. I just feel like now in our lives, we have different roads. They're heading this way. Mm -hmm. I'm heading this way. And I just don't need it. And that's okay because that's my boundary. Yeah. That's my yeah, personal yeah. boundaries. I'm setting my boundaries. And yeah. I've been happier ever since. Because the only mm -hmm. people I want is people who are willing to hear mm -hmm. and adjust. So when you tell me, yo, Paula, man, I know you always cuss, but when you come to my house, can you not cuss? Of course, yeah. I'm going to respect it, you know? I'm going to be like, yeah. you know what? Maybe if I can't cuss, okay, let's not meet in your house, you know? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? That's, you know but, what? That's, that's, a, that's a good point right there, yeah. Yeah, but I'm not just going to say, oh, but I've always been cussing. But that's your mm. boundary. So if I want to be yeah. in your life, I got to respect that. And that's where yeah. people are having the difficulty of it's always the saying no, the disappointing people, the avoiding conflict. Most people don't like conflict. Most people be like, man, if I start this conversation, it might bring a conflict, which might yeah. make me discomfort. People don't like being discomfort, but I like making people discomfort. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, you know, that's the thing that I've accepted the hard way, I think, in the past few months or, yeah, is that, I used to believe because I'm I'm like you. Like if you tell me tomorrow and you're like go there, like for example, let me just give you an example. My friends always tell me like dress in a, in very like not exactly skimpy outfits, but I wear short skirts, right? And one of my friends, whenever I go to a function, would always let me know go there. There's going to be grown people here. Like please dress appropriately, and I don't mind, and I really don't, and I, I kind of know like if I'm going to this person's house, I'm gonna dress this way because. This is their house. They have certain people who are okay with the way I dress. So I'm going to dress how, you know, to comply with what they want because I don't want to make them uncomfortable. I can't be like, oh, I don't care, but I always dress like this. But other times you're okay with the way I dress. No, because I respect that. I respect that you've asked me to do a thing. And for the you know sake of our relationship and for everyone's comfort, I will adjust. I, you come to my house, you can't be like, oh, when I come to your house, don't dress like that. No, this is like my space. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So, and that happens with many situations. If someone tells me, go, that we are uncomfortable with you cursing, we are uncomfortable with this, da, 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 da. In a space of time where I'm required to tone it down or not do the thing, I will not do it. If you're telling me to change all the time, it's a bigger conversation, right? But what I've come to realize is other people are not that receptive. Like, you just make a request, like, for this, can you please do this for me? And the, the ego jumps out. But why? But why are you not asking someone else? Why is it just me? Da, 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 da. And I'm like... But why? Like, it's so much easier for you to just be like, okay, because I care about you in our relationship, I will make the necessary adjustment. But people, some people are so used to defending their ego than to do the mature thing, which is to think, is this something I can adjust to, to keep this relationship going? And I feel like that's a much easier choice to pick if you want to stay in the relationship with that person rather than not adjusting. And it will always be confrontational. Like, I don't, I don't like... What I've come to realize is I don't like people who don't listen to me and I don't like people who like conflict for the sake of conflict. I like people who, we will always have conflict because relationships always have conflict, but people who want to move forward. That this is the thing that makes me uncomfortable. I'm bringing it up. 
how you think about it. What do you think about it? They say their side of the story. And we both get to a point where everyone feels heard. Everyone does the thing. We adjust and we move. Because this whole thing of I'm telling you what I desire. I'm setting a boundary and you're pushing against the boundary. It's unhealthy. Because you're asking me to either accept that you will never accept my boundary or to remove my boundary. Why? You know? There's a third option. Remove yourself. And that's what I tell people. <laughs> no, that's what I tell people. I'm like, and, and when people make those requests, like, yo, Paula, today when you come to my house, I'll have kids. Please don't cut. It's took me four hours, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it, it doesn't affect your life. If that person matters to you, you will do what, because it's not like she's telling you every fucking day. She's just asking yeah. you on this one day, at this particular time, can you not? And that's perfectly fine. If you mean that much to me, I will adjust. But then if I start arguing with you, I'll be like, fuck it then, I'm not even going to come. Like, clearly, you can't just do three hours for your friend who matters to you. And to that, it shows me that, you know what? I have to reevaluate our friendship. Cause, exactly. Because it shouldn't be. It's okay. When we were teenagers, we didn't know boundaries. We were still learning. We acted yeah. as how we acted. We had that energy to be like, fuck it. At this grown age, I don't have that time, that energy to start arguing over why you shouldn't dress a certain way at a certain event. Oh, I like literally. So I, I, and I'm learning that if I want people to respect my boundaries, I should also respect theirs, right? So simple request, I, I, I will take it. But if it's a full on, full on change, then yes, we'll have a conversation and either we'll come to an agreement. Maybe our time has come to an end because clearly we don't no longer understand each other or see each other in a certain way because there are certain things yes of people who refuse to change which i understand we all have our yeah but if you are asking me for a few hours on 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 one day that shouldn't be an issue yeah i think so i think so i think it's it's hard and this is the consequence of setting boundaries that i think most people are scared of and that's why they don't they don't have those conversations because they know that at some point you might have to make the hard decision of removing yourself from someone's life. And that choice is a very difficult choice to make. So people would rather not even have the conversation because, you know, you don't want to make the choice. You don't want to imagine your life without this person, even if this person is doing things that consistently hurt you. And one thing I've learned Toxic! Yeah. Yeah, one thing I've learned is you need to you need to be committed to your to your happiness and your peace over anything because you will be cho- focused you will be forced to make that choice at some point to choose either someone or your happiness and your peace and if you are not committed to your happiness and your peace if it's just this wishy washy commitment you're you're just saying the words when the day comes for you to make that choice you won't make that choice and therefore you will not be happy and you won't be at peace so if you say that you're committed to your happiness and peace, you should know that at some point you're going to have to make the hard decision, whether cutting someone off or leaving a job or moving or, you know, moving, I don't know, apartments or not speaking to a parent, whatever it is that is unthinkable. One day you might have to make that choice. And that's the day when your commitment to your happiness and your peace will be tested. So before you go on that journey of, of okay, and, and, and I don't want to make it sound as if boundaries are like an end or be all or you know, they're so scary, you know, not every boundary, every conversation is going to end that way, but there might be some conversations, some big conversations, which will force you to choose yourself 
and your happiness and your peace over someone else. And if you if you do not have the self love, if you don't have the confidence in yourself to be fine regardless of whatever choice you make, it will be very difficult for you to. You will always feel like I can't survive without this person. I can't live a life where something is different. I have to just stay because I'd rather be in this unhappy situation than choose myself. You know. And that's so true. There's nothing. Um, the biggest red flag, the biggest, is being so comfortable that you're so scared of discomfort. Because again, yeah. we get so comfortable, like, oh my god, I have this friend. Oh my god, this job. Oh my god, I literally would tell my managers, like, listen, when my mental health is bad, I can come in. I'm sorry. If you want to fire me for that, that's fine. But if I'm having a bad mental health day, I'm not going to come and serve customers when I know I'm not well to do it. And my managers understood because I went in and I had a conversation with them. I put boundaries that, listen, some days I don't even want to leave my bed because my mental health is that deep. How do you expect me to come here and smile at customers and shit? But if I didn't have that conversation, there wouldn't have been. So people are so scared of sometimes just having that conversation because, yeah. again, they're, they're scared of shifting that comfort. Because, yes, some people might take it lightly and be like, oh, God, you should have just said, we will adjust. And some people are like, nah, man, I can't do that. And when that comes, that means you have to get rid of them. But then again, mm. we are so quick to tell people who are in relationships to live toxic relationships and do all that. But that also comes in friendships. That also comes in workplaces. That also comes in environment. You feel like the, the neighborhood you live on is not giving you the is not safe, is not the boundaries you're setting is not working, move. I don't care. I, and, and people you have this thing, oh, she's my day one. Oh, but that's my brother. I don't care. I, I set boundaries with my entire family. And if we don't have to talk for a few months for you to get it, that's fine with me. Because at the end that's of the great. day, my, my peace comes first. But then again, mm. I, I grew up moving around. So I've always been kind of alone and always having to make new friends or create my yeah. own family. So maybe for me, that's why it comes kind of easy because I've always been like, I can survive by myself. Yes, I need yeah, people. I'll be but fine. I'll be fine. Yeah. By myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is good. It's a good thing. It is. And but when, um, but, um, when, when we talk about uh, boundaries, right, mm -hmm. it's not necessarily on, 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 on friendships. It's also on um, sexually, you know. You can put boundaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're not enjoying sex because you you're getting things you don't like or you don't enjoy or they mm -hmm. hurt you but you're scared to tell your partner yeah, because you feel yeah, like yeah. but then you're hurting yourself sex is fun you should be enjoying it with your partner you should be able to set boundaries that's why people in bdsm and all that they have safe words because they know yeah. there's a limit of a certain limit you can cross and also financially if you keep on saying yes to every event every wedding every trip every you're not saving shit because unless you're a millionaire and you know you're not worried about your money, but you're constantly going to shit that don't make you happy. You're spending money that you shouldn't even have to if you don't. You're not enjoying what you're doing, and you're just going to constantly be broke because you didn't set those boundaries. And and trust me, since I started setting boundaries, like even birthday events, I'll tell shout out to Anna. Anna likes taking us to expensive restaurants. I'll be like, yo, Anna. My pockets don't, I love you, but if you're going to take me to an expensive restaurant for dinner for your birthday, I'm sorry, I'm not coming. Like, literally. Because that's my truth. Because I don't have that money designed for expensive dinners. I don't even take myself there. So, as much as I love you, 
If I can, yes, I will. But if I don't, I'm going to be honest. Mm. I was invited to another birthday dinner. When I looked at the restaurant in the menu, I looked at my bank account. I was like, and also, it wasn't a company that I really wanted to be around. So I knew I was like, I'm like, you know what? I'd rather Uber eat myself some good meal and stay home and watch my Netflix and chill. And, and I just said, no. But I would have gone and I would have spent it way more. And that money that I already had has so much budget on its own already. So I'm not going to add more yeah. pain. And then now I have to start looking, yo, can you lend me? Because no, why? Yeah. Just because I couldn't exactly. put that boundaries. So it's not just on friendship. It helps with your financial. It helps with your... Boundaries just help you become a better person, naturally. Yeah, <laughs> and I think once you start setting boundaries in one area of your life, it becomes easier to set boundaries in other areas of your life because, I don't know, it just gets easier. But wait, I have a question for you. What area in your life do you think it's the hardest for you to set boundaries for? Which people, which area? Family. Mm. It's still very... And, and, and the thing is, my family is not big, you know? My family is mm-hmm. small. But anybody who knows me knows I love my dad. There are certain things sometimes it just annoys me with mm. that. And I know I don't want to do it by my head. I'm like, I love my dad. And I don't want to kind of disappoint him. Mm. And shit. So even sometimes my brother, you know, when he asks for certain things, and I'm like, yo, I really can't at this point. So because I love them. Like I, I come from a very small family. They annoy me, but I love them. So that's the biggest but when it comes to my friends and my and my relationships, oh, I'm very good at setting boundaries. But <laughs> <laughs> my family is a, is a place where I'm still like I, I I sometimes don't pick up my calls from my dad and my mom. Like I'll just look at them and not answer because I know I'm just not ready to have that conversation. Because at that moment, my mental health is not ready to take that in. Yeah, yeah I get you. I get you. What about you? <laughs> For me, it's work. Number one, work, definitely. I'm one of those people who works, I think, way too much. And uh, my second one is relationships, especially romantic ones. I haven't, okay, I'm not saying, I'm not saying this like it's a good thing. I haven't been in many romantic relationships. So the few romantic relationships I've been in, I think I've been very bad at setting boundaries with them because it's so hard for me to find someone I like so I'm like, yo, like, am I going to get another one? Like, yo, I have to kind of make, keep this going, which is not healthy. It's not healthy at all. So work for sure, because a very big part of my, of my self-identity is around my work. So I, what I found is, you know, not having healthy boundaries around work and burnout, like proper burnout, you know, the kind where your brain is tired, you can't process anything, but you're still forcing yourself to be at work. You're not being effective. There's so much to do. I'm always picking up things to do at the office that I shouldn't be doing. So one of the things this year I want to do better is to be very intentional about my rest, uh, which is amazing. I've been sleeping so much in 2023. Oh, my God. I want to keep this going. I realized I wasn't sleeping as much. The way you say I've been sleeping so much in 2023, you know we're just in February, right? The year just started. I know. It's been (laughs) six weeks of sleeping so well. I'm telling you, it's been a game changer. You'd be surprised. Because January is always calm after all the December holiday madness. Everybody in January is kind of calm. So let's see how much sleep is going to continue once the world starts kind of kicking back in like, hey! I know, I know. But it's been six weeks of me sleeping so much. Like, 
I come back from the office and I just shut down my laptop and I sleep. I don't, this is revolutionary for someone like me. I'm always like, my mind is going a mile a minute. I'm not at peace. Like I end up sleeping at midnight. I wake up at five. I have so many plans. I want to do everything. So I was not sleeping as much. But this time I have decided like I'm going to rest. And it's been so amazing. And same with my romantic relationships. I've been very much like, bro, this is what I feel. Deal. Amen. And it's, and, it's, it's been so amazing. Yeah. Um, no, I was no, no, on the relationship part, um, in the beginning also, um, especially when I started dating outside my race, because I was so used to dating on my race, and especially just dating Tanzanians. I've always dated Tanzanians. So, you know, it was, I kind of just went with it. We would argue. When you're speaking the same language and shit, you kind of get it and stuff. Yeah. And culture is understandable because you all come from the same culture and stuff. But then when I started dating outside my race, and I think when um, Gary, my first white boyfriend, shout out to Gary. Yeah. Shout out and, to Gary. <laughs> I remember him in his car. Shout out to you, sir, if you ever listen to this, to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, cool car. It's one of the coolest cars I've ever seen in my life, actually. <laughs> yeah, doing photo shots in those cars was the best time of my life. Our relationship yeah. ran around photo shots, and it was very yeah. tough. I remember one yeah. time he literally came to bring his car because the girls had come in from Dallas and Michigan and they're like, we've seen this kind of yeah. pictures. He, won. he literally came in to, to get the girls into the car and everybody took pictures. But um, <laughs> setting, once I started dating white guys, setting boundaries was kind of a bit different for me because you're like, oh my God, will he think I'm weird? Will he not understand? And I found, you know, finding a... <clears throat> Uh, a great white guy who comes from a great family, like at that time, especially on dating apps, was not easy, you know, because I met most of them dating apps. Dating apps has really, really bad pics, whether you're white or black. Like, yeah. really? <laughs> so to it's find, true. like, who's single, who doesn't have kids at a certain age, it really is, like, a unicorn, because yeah. half the men right now have kids. Any men you find right now, most of them, very few. And when you hear a man who's like over their late 30s, early 40s, and they don't have kids, you're like, what the fuck? No kids? Damn. Cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's a shock. So to set those boundaries was like, oh, my God, is he going to think my culture is too much for him? Oh, I'm so different because I'm black, I'm African. And, and at that time, I was still, when I started dating, I was still very much with, outgoing with my Tanzanian community these days not as much you know the clubs we go to the places we go to the things we did so it was hard to set but then the thing with me the more I don't set boundaries the more I ended up out of nowhere blowing up yeah resentment that's what I was yeah saying. and then you blow yeah. up at the wrong time for the end then you just start saying all this shit and somebody's looking at you but how did you expect me to know if you didn't say shit Right? Exactly. Exactly. So so you yeah. can really you can really blame them if you never said anything to make them understand that's how you feel or that's what you want. Or oh. so then I was like, fuck this. I hate blowing up because then I blow up, then it becomes into a big fight, then you ignore each other yeah. for a week, then it becomes draining. And then I was like, fuck it. So from from the get-go, I start with my boundaries like bro. So I don't like this. <laughs> I think, yo, you know, I feel like 
it's one of those things that I have had to learn the hard way. I think it's because romantic relationships are romanticized or unhealthy. Like if you look at movies, shows, yeah, Instagram, you're like <laughs> exactly. You're not really you either. Okay, for me, I can't speak for other people, but then I don't think I was around a lot of healthy relationships romantic relationships where you could see them talk and come to an agreement and make each other happy and everyone is fine and they fight sometimes but it's not that big of a deal you know i didn't grow up around that so the only version of romantic relationship that i thought was what i wanted was the romantic version you know the tv version rather than the real version so i'd be like okay and then the only other version that i know i didn't want was the unhealthy one where people are constantly fighting everybody's cheating on each other like it's just not it's not the move so I'd be like, okay, so for me, I have not seen anyone bring up boundaries in a relationship. Because even on TV, you don't see people bring up boundaries. It's just they love each other. Everything is great. They just click. You know, they feel each other's sentences. It's a happily ever after. You, they, you never see them actually speak like, yo, you made me sad in this way, especially after the movie is over, after they've gotten together. Like, what happens? Do they now start talking again? Do they just keep going the same trajectory? Like, you never really see the day-to-day operations of a relationship. So I never used to understand that one of the things you have to do in a romantic relationship is not only set boundaries, but to consistently set them over time. So changing, you know, the person that, you know, could have met last year, didn't like sleeping that much. Now I love sleeping. So now I have to be very clear, like, yo, by 10, if you haven't, you know, talked to me, you know, I'll be asleep. It is what it is. And that's the thing. People have this motion. Oh, um, I have changed. Of course, I'm changing. The world is moving. We we are evolving. And mm. always, this is not the person I married. I constantly be hearing that in relationships. Yeah. Of course, especially if you married that when you guys were teens or in your twenties. Now you're in your thirties and your forties. Do you know yeah. how many shit has changed in the world? Like, yeah. like right now we have computers, AI writing all our our books and shit. You just have to tell them what to write. So of course the brain evolved. What I liked yesterday might not be what I like today, and that's okay. The whole point of yeah. being in a in a healthy relationship is growing together, also allowing each other to grow separately, and that's what makes yeah. it. But people people don't want that growing separately, and that's why I'm not gonna speak to um about America because I don't know much about people in their relationship but i see this mm-hmm. in tanzania the marriages yeah. people are, are are very unhappy in their marriages you know yeah. people are doing stupid shit while they're supposed to be married all because yeah. one again the the culture has designed us to to make uh divorce feel like it's it's failure going to yeah. therapy or couple counseling is failure but i tell people yeah. when i when i find my person if we were we are in a relationship I want us to go to coupling uh, therapy yeah. or coaching because sometimes when you speak something, your partner understands it in a different way. So it helps yeah. learning how to communicate with each other. It it helps learning to put boundaries. It helps. But people are so used to toxic. toxic. They're so used to being comfortable because, okay, if I divorce him now, I start life all over. But I'm too old to start life all over. Who said you're too old? When did there was when was there a limit of when you can start life or when you can't? Yeah, I got to podcast. We live in a different world now. I know. Yeah. I got to when I got to podcast the community I attend Podfest. There are men who are in their fifties, sixties who left their corporate world and right now they are doing podcasting and they're getting paid for that and shit. 
of course they knew like oh my god i can't believe i'm leaving my corporate work to go talk shit on that on, on my phone or <laughs> to do videos yeah they made that decision they're happier they're making more money but because they chose not to be comfortable they chose to mm. be like you know what you can start your life any fucking day you can wake up today yeah. and say fuck it this is not the life i want i'm gonna try something yeah. and it's okay to fail as long as you're trying because you're never going to find what you love or how you love it if you don't try fail try something else fail try something else but there's also this culture that we that's why even you remember when i used um when i used to date i like when i'm happy in a relationship everybody will know i will post yeah. my partner i will do this i will do all those stuff and i'm always getting Oh Paula why are you showing off your man you know it's not going to last what if you break up that's a L and L for who what is this L we're talking about because every yeah. relationship even if it doesn't last I I I'm hoping that you you learn something either about yourself either about what you like or what you don't like so that you can take it to the next relationship every relationship I've been in I'm very proud of every guy I've dated because they have brought something in my life they have taught me something mm. either something that yeah. i like for the next relationship or something that i don't want for the next relationship yeah. so i yeah. don't take it as a loss and if i'm going to be happy and show up my happiness that's fine but i'm not going to materialize it to make it feel like this is what it no and 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 people on twitter know when, when i'm mad in my relationship people know when i'm happy in my relationship i talk so much shit but i'm not going to shut it out because oh if i fail the world will see i don't care see my failures but at least i'm out there trying and happy and living my life yeah which i think is healthy this is something i've always admired about you to be honest and especially in your romantic relationships and in other aspects of your your life you are very open and ready to to learn and you don't let people like make you feel shame for something you're not ashamed of which i think is amazing because a lot of people are trapped by shame trapped by you know trapped trapped by thinking what other other people are going to think people don't have a a good relationship with failure and i honestly believe that for you to have successful relationships and this is friendship work uh romantic ships like child whatever relationship your family i think we all need to be more comfortable with the process than the snapshots of the memories right because those snapshots of the memories they're so fleeting you know if you're you're only friends with someone because every single time you hang out you have a good time that's not really a friendship the friendship is actually what you do between those moments are you guys talking are you guys processing the shit that you're telling each other that is upsetting each other are you guys understanding each other's you know growth are you supporting each other because if it's just about we show up today we take pictures we post that's not really a relate like that's not a friendship because it's just a moment like those are great moments and you want to li- line them up as much as possible because life is full of moments but life is also those you know those in betweens and good friendships have both the moments and the in betweens are you talking are you resolving you know when you guys put each other off how do you address it do you get back to the, the reason why you're still friends and if you're not in love with that process you won't always have good relationships even with work like for me in my work there are many things we try and we try to do some things and we fail on the regular So if you're not used to if you don't love the process of doing the thing, failing, learning from it and trying again, you won't be very good at work because work won't always be, you know, the the high moments of finishing a project and getting accolades and da 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 because that comes once in a while the the actual work life 
is the day-to-day process of getting over failures, waking up in the morning and being like, I'm going to try this again, even though yesterday I didn't do so well, or, you know, acknowledging that, you know what, that was a mistake or that was a win. What can I do for the next project? If you don't like that day-to-day, whatever job you're doing, you're not going to enjoy it. That's so true. And also, um, if I was so scared of failure or not starting over, I wouldn't have my podcast. Because I started yeah. it like, yeah, let's just do it. And I was doing it as a joke. And here I am. And now I want to work in the podcasting world. I want to hang out yeah. with podcasters. I want to. It, it has brought so much opportunity and opened my mind. Mm-hmm. Because I, I didn't get stuck in that where people were telling me, oh, my God, Paula, what if you fail? What if? And that's why I also set boundaries. I'm like, if you don't want to support or say good shit or be encouraging, stay on that side. You don't have to. But don't discourage me. And we we like to discourage people. I swear, instead of just being supportive or shutting your mouth, we like discouraging people. We always like, what if it doesn't work? What if it fails? What if yeah. it does not fail? It's you know? people projecting their own fear of failure, you know? Because I, one of the things that I'm very grateful for, most of the friends that I have around me, I think they are also, they were, they were actually, they are more risk takers than me. Like they try things and fail even more than I do. So whenever I go to them and I'm like, I want to try this thing. What I usually hear from them is try. We'll be here. We'll support you. If you fail, it's cool. Like I was just having a lunch with one of my friends the other day and I was trying to tell him something that I'm going through. And he's like, Golda, if you fail, it's okay. We'll come to your house. We'll cry. We'll do this all over again. Like it's fine. So if you don't have that, like, and in, in, in they it's because they have done it. They have tried. They have grown boundaries. They have tried things. They have been in relationships that didn't work out. Da, 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 da. So when I'm going through what I'm going through, it's not new. It's just they understand it's part of the process. But when people are so stuck in situations that are making them unhappy and they're not trying things and they're not okay with failure, when they see you do it, then they're like, but why? What if you fail? What if this? What if this person hurts you? What if you know, all these fears, which are not really your fears, it's their fears because they cannot imagine living a different life. And they might even think that they're doing you a favor because they're like, what well, I've made this choice and I am semi-happy and I'm okay with my life. So you should make the same choice as me because at least you know what you'll get because I'm showing you what I have. Sir, ma'am, everyone's no, no. life is different. You know? Pack your car in that corner. Exactly. Got you over it's there. okay. You made and- that choice for yourself and good for you. But that doesn't mean that everyone has to make the same choice, which is, just one of the main blessings we have received from the Lord is free will. So if you have made the choice to do what you're doing, allow me to make the choice to do what I do. And if I go fail and I go destroy my life, it's cool. You know, it's fine. And that's the thing. Um, Cause me and you go there. We, we, we are the, the rare, you know, in Tanzania, everybody decided at one point to get married and have kids. Right. And then yeah. it was a, and then, it was like a lineup. Yeah, you know, like you know, like you feel like did everyone get a call that I missed because <laughs> every because everybody wanted to be inside the club. You know, the marriage club. Yeah. Well, you know, welcome to the club. And then yeah. you have Paula here, who's just every day showcasing a new man. Like, oh yeah, that one didn't work out. I got this man now. <laughs> but then because everybody mm. is in, instead of actually living their life. Again, that pleasing other people. They're doing it. All my friends are getting married, so I have to get married. So some people don't even like their husbands. Mm. (laughs) All the process of being married, because being married is also a very hard thing, yo. Yeah. 
I'm telling people, like, I know you all get excited about the wedding, but the wedding is just one day. After the wedding, it's actually the marriage. If you're even mm. dating, having a hard time, what makes you think marriage will be easier? But, but then we always argue with that. They keep on telling me, oh, Paula, you're going to die alone. I'm like, if I die alone and, and I'm happy, that's all that matters. Because I'd rather die alone and happy than in, in a marriage and unhappy. And you know, the choice you make for partner can make or break your life, man. Wrong. And, and that's the thing we uh, now now you've started that topic of babies because we're at a certain age where everybody feels like they have to freak out. Like, oh my God, you're in your 30s, you haven't had kids, you know, it gets harder. I get it. But also I believe in God. When my time comes, it will come. I'm not just going to have a baby. And this is one thing. Everybody who knows me knows I don't care much about getting married. I don't, whether I get married or not, I don't care. I just want a happy partner. Even if we live together and not ever get married, that's perfectly fine with me. As long as I'm happy and we have a healthy relationship. Healthy relationship. Yeah. Yeah. But then when it comes to a child, I knew I always wanted to have a child. For my young age, that is one thing I always wanted to have. But then my biggest fear... That's why even at one point, I did not date people who had kids because of that baby mama drama, baby daddy drama. And I look at people, how they hang with their kids and one holiday here, one holiday here. Or if you're attending the graduation, then I'm going to attend the after party. Like, and I'm like, no, I want my kid to be around both his parents, whether we are together or not. You know, blended family. Yeah. He can come with this person. I will have my person and we will all cheer our child. Because the person you have a child with, mm. at least marriage, when you divorce them, they're no longer your problem. Yeah. But, when, but when you have a child, that's until death. Mm. And I'm very picky about who's going to be in my mm. life with my child, who's going to help me raise. Mm. And it's not, most yeah. people used to think, oh, so you want somebody rich or something. I'm like, it's not about money. I want somebody whose mentality is where, like, listen, if this doesn't work, we are not going to be petty with each other. We are not going to hold our child in each other's head. If you don't do yeah. this, you don't get to see your child. I see a lot of that, and I get hurt because I'm, I'm a divorced child. And I'm yeah, grateful yeah. that my parents didn't put that. We, we didn't have to choose or any of that. But yeah. it still is when it's like, that's not how I want my child to be. So, yeah. Every time I see like, oh my God, I could have a this. Then once the relationship starts and you put boundaries and you see how they actually like, nah. And that's why mm. recently me and Matthew have been talking and I was like, you know what? Me and you could have a child because me and Matthew have worked so much in our relationship. We have created boundaries. We know how to deal with each other. And I've seen him as a father because he already has two kids with two baby mamas. And I've seen how he, 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 he treats them. And yeah. So I'm like, if all fails, I'll have a child with you. Because <laughs> at least I know how we don't have to be together. We are not together. But he's still always supporting me. So imagine if there's a child, he's going to support. Like Matthew is my number one supporter for an ex-boyfriend. Like I've never had an ex-boyfriend like Matthew. <laughs> but but with me and Matthew again it came when because of boundaries creating those boundaries and learning yes we broke them because in the beginning it's going to be hard to stick to the boundaries because it's something new but as long as both of you continue having that conversation and creating that space and that's what friendships should also be just like how you were talking about 
not people who just show up and take pictures and then they're gone until the next event. I'm like, and people miss, I'm like, those are not my friends, acquaintances, party people. But my friends, we don't have to talk every day. Me and Golda don't talk every fucking day. But when we do, there's some days we have surface conversations and there's some days when we do our catch-up calls where we have in-depth, like, okay, what's really going on? How can we help? We encourage each other. We laugh at our pain. We work through it. We help each other. That's friendship. We don't have to talk every day. Mm. We do make those. And I, and I do that with most of my friends. I'm like, yo, we need a catch-up call. My sister, see ya. And when I say a catch-up call, because you know, Everybody's busy, so you can't just call anybody anytime to have a one-hour conversation. <laughs> you kind of have to plan that in these years. So we, yeah. we, we do plan those, and, and, and they nurture us, and they continue. And with that, we are also creating our own boundaries because we are respecting each other's time. We are respecting yeah. each other's pace. And, and sometimes even how many times I text you and you're like, yeah, I'm not okay. I'm like, you want to talk about it? You're like, no, not now, maybe later. And I accept that. But other friends will be like, so you can't talk to me? I'm your friend. What do you need? Why? No, but I'm respecting your boundaries right now. It's not, you're not in that space to have that conversation. When you are, at least you know I'm around. And, and those true. are the friendships that I continue nurturing. Not this, oh, we're going out, we take pictures and see you again. And those ones, yeah. I don't give a fuck. But my actual mm. friendships, I don't care even if we don't talk for two months because I know life gets hectic. But yeah, as long as the love, the respect, the boundaries... And when it matters, when it matters, yeah. the showing up happens. That's all. Yeah, it's true. I agree with you completely. Like, it's for me, I think I, I totally understand what you mean by saying that I, you want a healthy relationship rather than just a marriage or the certificate, right? <clears throat> and I'm not judging people who are married because maybe most of them started with the same vision. And, you know, sometimes you start the journey with visions and then you get somewhere in the middle and you realize, yo, this shit is harder than I thought. <laughs> so I, I don't want to say that everyone who's married and maybe unhappy in their marriage is, didn't make the right choice or didn't start with the right vision. But at least for me, what's more important is a healthy relationship. Because I've seen many people who have been married and you can create all these people don't like each other. These people don't want to be around each other. These people don't know each other. I know that they're one of the people more than the, the, the wife knows them, you know? And <laughs> as me and you, we go out. We, we used to go out and we used to hang out with people. You go out, you hang out with like a guy who's married and you're like, I am sure your wife doesn't even know you know this. You know, I'm sure your wife has no idea where you are at the moment. And I never wanted to, I've never wanted to be in that kind of, you know, partnership because I'm not saying it's going to be a perfect partnership, but at least it's a healthy one where we kind of like each other. We want to be around each other, you know? For me, kids, mm, it's always been a 50-50 because, like, I'm not really a huge fan of children. I know. But every me, time I bring up me having kids, you're like, are you sure, boy? <laughs> I know. Because I was like, it's a lot. I don't know. Like, it's, it's just a lot of things. This, like, that's I, why, I, I that's why you need a right partner to have it with, not just yeah. random ass motherfucker. No, I'm sorry. I agree. You know, I call I call the child the parasite in the beginning of this podcast. So that should tell you something. It's not even in a bad way. Like for children from the age of like zero to like five, they are not adding anything in your life, yo. Like they're just taking money, resources, time, emotional commitment. Like you need to be ready to be sucked dry by this human being for like five years before they can now be independent and they can make their own decision. They can, you know, make their own bed and they can do what they want. Like that's how I see it. It's very hard. And don't be, sh- don't be shocked if I ever get to a point and I have a child. Because that's how I feel at the moment. 
I mean, so, you 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 allowed to 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 change your mind. <laughs> I am. I might change my mind at some point. But um, I think it's important to to. The other day, um, one of my siblings um was you know getting engaged, which was amazing. I'm very happy. I for saw. Him. I was like, oh my god, you guys look alike on the sideways. I saw the picture <laughs> yeah. sideways. I was so happy for him because you know love is beautiful and hey, I'm, I'm I I hope that they get marriage right and everything goes well so as we are in this function this family function all these people asking me so what about what about you when are you getting married and i told them i was like please stop asking and please stop expecting i will disappoint you and they're like no and i'm like Mm-mm, don't ask and don't expect because i will disappoint you like don't don't like don't, in your plans for the future completely ignore me because I, it's not something that's on my mind it's not something that i'm going to entertain for, for your sake you know if i end up finding somebody that we end up like doing the thing great but it's not something i'm pressuring myself like oh my, my family's now asking just because one of my siblings is now getting engaged like what am i supposed to do i'm gonna be the only one in the siblings who's not married because why you know it's my life and i'm only gonna be alive for as long as i'm gonna be alive and then i'll die then i'll die forever and i'll never come back like why should i spend portions of that life living for other people when after I'm gone, I'm gone. So you will get, people will get over it. You know, when you die, people will be like, oh, she never got married. They'll get over it. No one will sit suffering for like years just because God never got married. Like, if it's something that made me happy, that's it. It was one yeah. woman who didn't contribute in society but with marriage. One woman. Like, actually, so two. Yes, two. <laughs> We're so together in that one. Society won't break down just because two women decided that they not the marriage is not a priority, and one woman might decide that children is not for her are not for her. Society won't die. Society will be fine. They other people are getting married. People are, people are having babies left, right, and center. Every single time you open WhatsApp, someone is getting married and someone is having a baby. Yeah. Tanzania is fine. It is fine. It doesn't need contributions from Moda. The amount of weddings they be having every uh, to the extent I'm like. Do we have this many people? Because in my head, I'm like, I thought we everybody's do. already married at this point. Like, the we amount do. of wedding. That's one thing I'm so happy I'm not in Tanzania because I'm like, I would not have money to be making contributions, doing Google, you all that for all these functions. That's just too much. And that's Ushoka, Ushoka that's too, Yeah, that's another area that I think a lot of people don't have strong boundaries for, especially if you have a very oh, big do. Me, I do. And the thing is... um. Because sometimes some of them even ask me from Chango all the way here. I'm like, why are you even asking me in Chango and I won't even be there? Yeah. There, are, there are very few people only in Changia and I can count. I think that's fair. Yes. So let me ask you while, while we come to, to an end. Um, mm. I want to know, um, when I was reading about boundaries, there are four, four main, well, is it four really? Yes. Four main aims of boundaries, physical, emotional, sexual, workplace. Oh, then there's financial and time. So let's say six. So in those six areas, for you this year, how are you planning on setting boundaries in your emotional side, in your physical side, in your sexual side, in your workplace, which is your number one hard place and financial and your time. We know now that you want to sleep more. It's aging, man. I don't know if that's meaning <laughs> getting older. I think um, 
I've already started. This this has been a journey for me. Uh, and before I labeled them as boundaries, I realized it's something that needed to change in my life. So it's been something I've been doing since like late of last year. Um, yeah. So it's something that I started before like this year. So I just want to keep going. There's some hard conversations I'm already having with people in my life. And things have been for this year. And this is something that I've told everyone is to love myself more than I've ever loved myself in my life. Amen. Amen. That is my intention. It's my goal for 2023. So part of doing that is having conversations that make my life better. So every single time something goes, happens, I ask myself, is this something someone would do if they love themselves? And if the answer to that is no, then it's no. It's it's a very simple no. I either remove myself from the situation or I say no. Or I think that's, yeah, that's it. Like, so that's what I want to keep going. And it's my life has changed for the better. Even in that short amount of time where I've made that commitment to myself, it's, I'm just more at peace. I'm happier. I'm, life is not perfect. I'm still getting stresses here and there. But like, I go to sleep happy with myself. And that's one thing I've realized that it's not something anyone can ever give to you. It's something that you have to do for yourself. So that's what I want to keep going. I want to keep living my intention. So it's not a specific, like, you know, 12-step process, but it's more like a commitment and everything will flow from there. What about you? Well, on the emotional aspect, I'm a person who normally makes decisions emotionally instead of, I'm very emotional for y'all know me. Like I get so emotional and yeah. sometimes my decisions are way emotional and later I'm like, fuck, that 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 shouldn't have. So I'm I'm, I'm trying to learn to be more practical in making my decisions mm-hmm. and emotional. Um physically I'm trying to be more active. Um okay. uh working out because when I used not to, I, I've never been a working out person. I have those sessions where but boxing has been more my thing. But also because I worked in a place where I was constantly active. And now that I'm working from home, I'm seeing how I just get out of my bed to my desk and then back to my bed or my sofa where I lay down and watch TV or sit and work. So it's not, it's not it could go a week where I actually haven't walked. Or run at least when I used to work away, you know, I had to walk to the bus stop to catch a bus, to go to work and work. I'm constantly up and down here. So um I need to get my physical aspect on that. I'm I'm not I'm never gonna be a gym rat. Kudos to everybody. I know that looks fun and sexy on Instagram, but it's just not for me. But at least getting back on boxing and squats, so just the walking and running, like just finding ways to be active. Because working from home can really drain that out of you. And yeah, it, yeah. and I've seen how my body has become more lazy. And I don't want mm. that because I'm still working young to have, to, to make mm. my body feel this lazy. Yeah. Um. Sexually, well, that one, I'm, I'm, I'm very good at that. There's no boundaries. Well, I'm very good. <laughs> you are. Whenever I have issues with my, like, relationship or sex or whatever, and I always talk to Paula, she's always like, girl this ain't no thing why are you stressed like just talk about it. like it's so simple which is great it's it's one of your strengths i think it, it, it really is like i feel like i'm so open when it comes to my sexual needs and sexuality and and right now i'm single and i keep telling this if there's anybody claiming me out there i'm not dating anybody i am very much single there's no claiming um because 
I also know personally, I'm not ready to be in a relationship. And for many people who know me, this is the longest I've not been in a relationship. I'm a Very relationship true. person. <laughs> I don't even know. We haven't known each other for so long, but I can tell you for sure that all the entire time I've known you, you have you've been in a relationship. I think this this is the, for I've, me the I've longest time you've out. gone without being in a relationship. Yeah, I know. It's kind of like you took my mojo because you got booed mm. up, and then I haven't been booed up. When I was like, oh my god, almost one year, and Paula has been single. But also yeah. because um deserves to have somebody who's all in, not just somebody who's and again, you know, when you when you're working on yourself boundaries, um so and I've cheated in my teen years, I've been cheated on, I know how much that shit hurts. Nobody wants to be dealing with that. First of all, the creeping around, I can't deal. I can't deal with the creeping around and all that. That's too much work. For those who do it, kudos to you, because it takes a lot of work and energy to it's, to, to. it's I was talking to someone the other day about their habits, especially in dark. You know, it's a lot. It's expensive too. I don't know how men do this. Exactly. It's expensive. It, like, it really is. Taking care of your girlfriend and your side chick, expensive, bruh. Like, even if you don't want to cheat on your girl for like logical loyalty reasons, do it for financial reasons. This is why. Okay, anyway, this is going to end up being a rant, a rant. But like, people out here in debt always talk about how they broke it's because you're taking care of two women two or three women like that's expensive it requires a lot really? of resources it's a lot <laughs> i feel it's a lot yeah so i've been i've been single and i've been intentional on you know when when you when you're when you're single and you're working on yourself you learn what I, i've been looking back into all my relationships and learning the good of them and the bad of them and um, finding out where I went wrong. Um, so I decided that until I figure out what I actually want in a relationship, and, and mostly, you remember, we are always constantly asking for Ciara's prayer and all that. Yeah. But we are forgetting that Ciara was doing the work, and if God, a man was also doing the work. You can't expect mm. a man who was this, 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 and then you are. Because they have to be what they're praying for on you exactly. as well. Exactly. You need to be somewhere there. Yeah. So yeah. how am I just here wanting my 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 prayer man, but I'm not working on myself or I'm not making myself his prayer as well. So I realized mm. I had so much work to do in that area. So so there's that. And but actually I'm also working on finding my dream job. Again, I wanna work in events or podcasting, one of the two. And these two words can also connect together. So I'm yeah. looking for that because there's nothing like loving what you do. Yeah. And I and I see that with podcasting. I love it. I get excited, but then I'm not getting paid yet. So, but I'm still enjoying it. So imagine if I actually end up getting paid for this shit. Like, so I want to work in a place where it's not just a job. Because when it's just a job, that's when it drains you. That's when your mental health gets worse. That's when you are scared of setting boundaries because you're like, I need this job. So I'm scared to set the boundaries because what if I lose it? Because, you know, it's just paying mm. the bill. So I don't want to be there. So right now I'm grateful I have that, but I am working on that. And also when it comes to financial, my boundaries this year is cook more, which working from home is kind of helping on that. I don't get to eat out as much, but I'm still yeah. a sucker for Uber Eats. Oh, my God. But um, I, I, I try to, to balance, you know, I will, I will cook during the weekdays and then weekends I will order myself 
bunch of food where that I eat it throughout the weekend instead of every every day ordering because yeah. the, the charge right. are annoying. So I, I rather order one big order by now I'm eating it Friday, Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Also, I wanna invest on myself on my podcasting mm. because you can't want people to invest on you if you're also not investing on yourself, right? Yeah. So literally today, after I finish here, I have another um, recording somebody is having on their podcast. Then um, I, I attended a session in Clubhouse and they were talking about podcasting financial. And I was like, you know what? I really need to sit down and write all the platforms I'm using, how much I'm paying and what is necessary, what isn't. I really need to, because I've never, and this auto pay, you just see money going out, but you're not really paying attention to, is this platform even still necessary for me? or not so mm. today i'm working on that budgeting for my podcasting so um i want to yeah. get my financial right i want to set boundaries with my financials i want to stop going to places i don't want to go just because of going like i want to be intentional with my finances yeah that's good and and my that's time good. also i want to give my time to only people who deserve it and to myself i want to give myself more time more me time where i can just empower myself and recharge and and if i have to give it to people just people where it matters where my time is going to be appreciated because sometimes you give your time to people and they don't even care that you're there at the end of the day you live you're like why was i even there i could have been yeah yeah i think the me time um statement makes will i really treat a lot because I can't, one of the things, one of the reasons I love sleeping so much, and one one of the reasons why I'm like, why don't why didn't I do this more often? It's because I used to sacrifice sleep for other people. I used to sacrifice sleep for work. I used to sacrifice sleep for friends and their events and whatever. So now it's it's me. It's my sleep first, and if if I feel like it, then I will show up for other people. And sleep doesn't necessarily mean just being in bed, like sleeping. Sometimes it's just reading a book in bed or watching a show, watching a movie. Just relaxing, and, yeah. Yeah, just resting and relaxing. I'm doing a lot more of that. And I've been doing a lot more of that in the last six weeks. And I want to keep doing it. I think I I gave up on that at some point. I, don't, I can't even tell you when. But now I'm, I'm trying to reclaim that. All right. So thank you so much, Golda. This was a very interesting conversation. And I know me and you, we can literally talk on and on and on. Exactly. It's only one hour. Look at us. Yeah. Because we get so emotional on the topics we know uh, matter like to us. Because we we personally have these conversations with each other outside of here. So I'm grateful that I have that friendship with you where we give each other the boundaries, we set each other boundaries, but we also show up for each other, support each other, and never, we, even when, we, we don't discourage each other, but there's a way we like, are you sure you wanna do that? Like, And it's not a discouragement, because sometimes that question makes you actually looking deeper, like, do I really want to do this? And that question is good, because it makes you, such more deeper and the more you deeper it either might be like oh fuck yeah what i found out i want to or fuck no god that you were right yeah this is not for me now like i remember i wanted yeah. to have a baby and we had that discussion i was like you know what maybe let me wait a year <laughs> <laughs> so, i mean <laughs> i'm glad <laughs> so i appreciate you and and our friendship and always being up to having these conversations with me 
Now, as we leave this conversation, what advice do you have for people when it comes to setting boundaries? Um, I think it's it's just keep trying, you know, keep trying, keep changing, keep growing. If this is an area in your life that you think you struggle with, it's okay. Everyone is struggling with it. No one woke up learning how to set boundaries. I think it's something either you were taught as a child and you learn from people around you or you now have to teach yourself as an adult and whichever, you know, whichever end you end up on, it's fine. It's part of your life experience. So, you know, write, read books if you have to know that it's not going to be as easy. You might feel guilty a little bit. You might say the wrong thing. You might not be confident in the boundary you're setting. You might slip, you know, in withholding the boundary sometimes, but it's okay. It's part of your, it's part of the growth. Be honest with yourself about, you know, whether this is working for you or not and be ready to change and adapt. Like there's no final destination of being a boundary warrior, you know? you will always have challenges here and there, which is part of life, I think. So that's the only advice I have. So true. And also, uh, to just add on that, I would say, allow people to process it how they want. Because I know sometimes when we set boundaries, we also tend to get mad of of the way somebody reacts to our boundaries. Hmm. Um, Mind you that they're just getting to hear this. So allow them to process it the way they do. And give them time to come back to you. Mm. And if they don't accept it, sometimes you just got to learn that not everybody's going to accept it. But those who really matter and care for you will find ways to make those boundaries stick. They'll negotiate or try it or something. So, And I'm a firm believer in the people you lose are probably never meant to stay there longer. You know, that, that statement of, People are there in your in your in your life for a time, season, blah, 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 that shit. That's so true. Maybe their journey has just come to an end. So don't be yeah. scared to lose people. I've lost so many people, but I've also gained so many in creating my boundaries and being my because when you create boundaries, you also get to be your real self. You get to show up yeah. as you and you get to yeah. be embraced in crowds that appreciate you. And exactly. I've gained so many connections and emotional connections and this me these days that's what i want i want emotional connections i don't want layer surfaces friendships and relationships i want the emotion i want the connection and it has brought me that because of the boundaries i've set and the decision to get rid of people either because of their negativity they're toxic or they just don't abide to my boundaries Mm because your mental Mm -hmm. health matters your peace matters and Mm -hmm. last of all don't be busy, be productive. And that is something oh. I'm learning. I used to learn that being busy means productive, but I'm constantly busy. And then at the end of the day, I look and I'm like, what did I accomplish? I know I was busy the whole day, but what the fuck did I accomplish? So don't be busy, be productive. Even if you do one thing one day, as long as that thing was productive, that's all. <laughs> yeah. And like for me, I feel like part, one of the reasons why sleep has been a game changer for me is I realized all these hours I was pushing, working, were not, I was actually not being productive. I was just being there. But in reality, those were not the hours in which I was productive. I was just, I didn't know better. I just felt like I have to be working, I have to be working. And I'm not sleeping and I'm not resting. But in reality, I was not being productive. So I completely understand that. I think that's, that's totally valid. All right. Until next time. Thank you, Ship Talkers, for tuning in and spending your valuable time with us. We appreciate you. To connect with us more, make sure you subscribe to our newsletter and catch all the Ship Talking vibes before anybody else. 
You can subscribe to our newsletter through our website www.talkshitwp.com and or our merchandise website www.talkshitwp.shop. And while you're there, feel free to shop away. <laughs> Talkshit with P is available on all social media platforms with the handle Talkshit with P. Follow us and engage with us. Better yet, if you're feeling generous, give us a review on Apple Podcasts and or rate us on Spotify. You can also share a beer with me where my beer lovers at. I mean, what better way to support the movement than sharing a beer with me by buying me a beer at buymecoffee.com. Thank you for listening, sharing, engaging, and support in any way that you do. Remember, new episodes are out every Wednesday and for part two, if any, on Fridays. Let's talk and all listen to some shit. Happy shit talking.